Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm Sean Shapiro. I'm a doctor of chiropractic from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, 
And on this segment of Breakfast with Champions, as you can see, we're going to show you how to 10x your life. But before you can 10x your life, I do have a question for you. And it's really kind of an important question when you start start doing anything that it is, is it, do you have room for 10x of anything in your life? So there's a university here in New England called Harvard. And I, from what I understand, Stephen Kuhn, I think that the Humble Alpha program is being considered for, for, for a Harvard certificate. I think I heard you say that yesterday, right? Yes, correct. But, so, right. So Harvard University, you may have heard of it. It's just this little campus we have here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. But in, on Harvard's campus, they have a building called Cruft Hall. And that's where all the university stores all of its obsolete things that no longer have function, but still may be functional, right? They still work, but they're no, no longer ready. So if they have a better floor polisher, they put their old floor polisher in Cruft Hall. And if you walk by Cruft Hall and look in the windows, you'll see rows and piles and stacks and shelves full of Cruft, right? Things that no longer work. And, you know, and that and that's really important to, to the whole 10x process. And I'll get to it. We all don't have a large building that our $53 billion endowment can afford to maintain and use to house those things that no longer serve us. In fact, okay, we make other people rich by renting storage units that will house those things we really don't want, but can't bring ourselves to eliminate. So those items we keep the items that we prize so much we get them their own place. And that is what I call our own personal cruft, right? And you know who you are. You're the one with the VHS video player still in your basement on a shelf somewhere waiting for the day you find the video of you scoring four touchdowns in one game. And that's on a tape that no one has seen in over a decade. Get rid of the VCR, right? Cruft, as it's known, is anything we are holding on to that no longer serves us or has a purpose in our life. Last week, I talked about necessary endings, eliminating relationships and people in our lives that no longer serve, serve us or our purpose. Cruft is the physical manifestation of that stagnation and relationships that we have with the universe, not just with people. It shows how we look at the world and the lack we see, okay, and that we need to keep all these stupid things because, you know, that 2002 DVD of the best of Benny Hill, that's just not funny anymore. And we, you know, once you get past a certain age, it's not funny. And it certainly doesn't look funny with all the, you know, hold my beer videos you see on YouTube these days. So there's there's a time and place for everything. And those and that time and place for that has, has ended. In software development, Cruft is leftover code. It's from previous versions that, again, serve no purpose. But because nobody wants to take the time to get rid of the problems by cutting it out, and nobody wants to remove the old program with the original code for fear of unleashing the software boogeyman that will tear fabric in the space time and destroy the universe. Things are just left there and put in the way of the actual code that's working. I'm being a little dramatic there, but that's how we are with our crop. We don't like to mess with it. We don't like change in general. And even though we are spending an extra $500 a month on, for a storage unit, you know, we keep our old air hockey table and golf clubs from 1999. We see it as nostalgic, we see it as comfortable, and we never see it for what it is, something that's holding us back. But I have another question for you. How much cruft is in your programming right now? How much cruft is stuffed in your head and what is it costing you? Surely you're not gonna write a check because of the obsolete things you keep in your mindset, but do those things that take up space in our brains ser serve us or do they cost us? And 
do they not do they allow you to, to 10x the things you want in this life or hold you back you know a lot of people ask what does 10x mean i've heard a lot of people ask grant in a lot of rooms that question and grant is always hesitant to answer it and i think it's because he realizes it's not just his, even though he wrote the book, it's not just his, I'm sure he does. I mean, in the book, he has a definition, but when he's talking to people, he doesn't want to define what it means for everybody. Okay. Because it's a mindset that allows us to think greater than just, well, I'd be happy if I make a thousand dollars a week and pay my bills. Right. It's a mindset that actually for somebody can say, I want to make $40,000 a week and allow four other people to pay their bills because they're helping me do it. Right. That mindset is powerful. And if you embrace the ability to see the things from that perspective, well, you can certainly, with action, attain those things, okay? But cannot put something, but you cannot put something else in the space that's occupied by something that doesn't serve you. What does that mean? So if I've got an old toaster and I want a new toaster and I've only got one place in my house that I really want to keep the toaster, I have to get rid of the toaster in order to put one there. I can't. I'm not going to have two toasters side by side, doesn't make sense, and they can't occupy the same space, right, physically, without being the same object, unless we melt them down and put them together, and that's a whole other story. So, my point is, if two objects cannot occupy the same space at the same time, and be considered two separate object, objects, can two thoughts, better yet, two opposing thoughts, can those occupy the same mind at the same time, Okay. And can you 10 X if one of those thoughts says that you can't? And I would say, I'd say that there's nobody in this room that would argue that, but they still have those thoughts because guess why? Not everybody here has 10 X their life to the point that they want to. So what are the limiting beliefs that occupy the space in your mind that keep the abundance from the universe? You know, the universe has, has, has plenty of, money and love and all these things what what is it keeping it you from well i've broken them down to four categories and i wonder if you can see any of them in yourself right the four categories of blocks are physical chemical emotional and spiritual these four blocks are tied to everything we want to attain and also we haven't been able to attain in our lives we limit ourselves physically because we can't, we believe we can't develop the body to do the things we see other people doing. And we get really, really frustrated by that. And physical limitations are hard to overcome. You can't fit a 30 inch waist, you can't fit a 42 inch waist into 30 inch waist pants. It's just not going to happen. But you can change what you put in your mouth and you can start by taking a walk around the block, right? You can start moving towards your goals. And when you think that you can't do something physically because of the, the universe is stacked the, the deck against you, you've got a slow metabolism, whatever it is. Remember somebody named Nick Wojcik? He's the guy who was born with no arms, no leg, that shocks the world every day with his abilities and his mindset. If you don't, what I'm don't know what I'm talking about, Google it and you just, or just Google no arms, no legs, and this guy will come up all over the internet. And you will be surprised what you can do even when the universe does stack things against you. The next one was chemical. Chemical blocks relate to anything, relate to the physical as well, because if you're self-medicating with booze at night or to help you sleep or pot to calm your nerves or whatever crappy food you decide to eat to soothe yourself, that will cause problems in the way that you function 
the way you sleep, and the way that you can perceive the world, right? Because if you're hungover every morning, 10x, 10x might just mean 10, 10 Advil, right? And you can't 10x anything if you can't control yourself or your conscious mind. So get rid of the chemicals in your life that are holding you back. And those are part of your mindset as well. Then there's the emotional blocks, right? This one, what, you know, what are the stories that you're beating yourself with up every day right now? I just, you know, I got to be honest with you. I was struggling with one myself up until about, you know, yesterday. I decided to wallow in a story. I decided to play the what if game. And I lost a few weeks of my life in the process. But as I wrote this segment for you guys, I realized I was holding myself back for my own good. I was driving 100 miles per hour in reverse, trying to change the past and not learn from it. And I think... I unseated that block of emotional baggage that not only rented that I not only rented space for, but I pretty much bought it its own condo on the beach because it was taking over my life for a couple weeks. Truly, I am grateful for the opportunity to share this stuff with you guys every week. I, it's as much for me as it is for anybody who's willing to listen. But if you can get rid of your backstories, I think when Lost came out as a, as a series, we all thought that backstories were really cool. Backstories are excuses. Okay, backstories should be lessons and not used as emotional self-sabotage for future good. That's just my opinion. Spiritual blocks. Well, if money is your problem, it's usually a spiritual one, right? You believe that there isn't enough of it for you and that there, and you think there is a literal shortage of it. The truth is money is energy. We've talked about it as love. We've talked about a lot of different things. And the universe has an unlimited supply of energy. Energy can, you know, the second law of thermodynamics, I think it is, is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. You need to only open your funnel to allow it to slide in the process of gathering that you take action to create. So there is no lack in this universe. There is no lack in God. There is no lack in any of the things that you, that, that you want, okay? There's just limited perception and limited ability to, to create the funnel that gets it. And regardless of where you're blocked, you must take action. You must start as soon as you can, just heading towards your goal once you determine what your purpose and, your, and, your, and what brings you meaning in your life is. Because the longer you take to get there, the more blockage you create, right? The more blocks you'll create over your lifetime. And it's really, and it's really, really hard to keep overcoming blocks, blockages when you're trying to get to your goals. I just said it a few minutes ago. I started the morning with a song by the Foo Fighters uh, because their drummer, Taylor, who's, like I said, an incredible musician, unfortunately... Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. One of the gifted people in the world has passed. And one of the people that we recently lost um, uh, actually has something to say on this matter as well. His name is Bob Proctor. And um, this is a little thing he wrote about the vacuum law of prosperity and i think it'll help somebody out there so i'm going to play it you want 
and I want greater good here. Positive things to happen. But understand this, I cannot set anything where this lectern stands until I get rid of the lectern. I cannot put anything where that camera is standing until I get rid of the camera. And nor can you put anything in set sitting until you get rid of the television set. You must create a space for the good that you desire. I would hate to guess at the number of people that would love to meet and greet and love and, 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 and have a meaningful relationship with someone. And they're never going to do it until they let go of that old relationship. Person may be gone, but the idea is still there. You got to create a space for the good that you desire. You just must do it. And if you don't, you're never going to have that relationship. I like giving things. I really do. I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. I've had people tell me from time to time, ah, oh, you give too much away. You couldn't possibly give too much away. What a dumb statement. You ought to take part of all you get and put it back where it came from. If a farmer doesn't do that, you're soon going to have a poor farmer. The farmer takes part of his crop, puts it back in the ground. And if you don't take part of all you receive and put it back where you got it from, you're not going to get much more. We hold on to old ideas. Why do we do all these things? We're insecure. We're insecure. Remember how physical we are? We've got lots of physical things around us. We feel comfortable. Isn't it strange how we feel secure if we've got a few bucks on us? A little bit of paper? So dumb. Security is an inside thing. It's inside. And the more we learn about ourselves, the less we need all these things around us. Some people are real pack rats. You must create a space for the good that you desire. Now, what I'm going to suggest you do is that you test this law. I'm going to suggest you go through your closet and every piece of clothes or garment you pick up that you do not wear, you get rid of it. You, get, you just put it on the floor. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Completely clean the closet out. Get rid of the shoes. Do you know in a relatively short period of time that closet will all fill up again? You'll say, but where will I get the money? You'll attract it and you'll get the clothes that you want. There's a young lady sitting right here in the front, Heather. She's just gone through that. James paid. <laughs> and then I want you to think of the other areas in your life that you want to get rid of things, different rooms. Some of you have a sofa you don't like. Get rid of it. Some of you have an automobile that you can't stand. Get rid of it. You won't walk for long. Make up your mind that you are going to create a vacuum by letting go of that old idea and accepting the new idea. Create a space for the good that you desire. And if you doubt me, you try it. If you doubt me, you try it. I hope... Was that Bob Proctor on, on getting, rid of, getting rid of things that don't serve us? And I can't, I can't stress it enough, having just gone through a move and throwing out a lot of stuff that just did not need to come with me to this new life that I'm starting, okay? It is important that we take the blocks out of our lives. It is important that we actually make some conscious effort to stop the madness of continuing to, to drag along things with us that don't serve us, whether it be relationships, whether it be material things, or whether it just be our own mindset. Get rid of it. Throw it out. Nature abhors a vacuum. It will fill it. So we have a few minutes left. Does anybody else want to share on this subject today? Holy cow, Dr. Sean, it's Mary Lynn. <laughs> I have a storage unit. Oh my gosh. You know, not only in a relationship, but in a physical storage unit. And that just really, um, again, the last two weeks I have really resonated with. And 
you know, it's kind of like that meme where somebody um, is hanging on to the rope, but their hands bloody, <laughs> you know, it's just hanging on. So I, um, I just gave me a lot to ponder. I don't have a VHS, but I may have an old floppy disk computer in the storage unit. <laughs> so like, thank like you for five, that this like morning. Floppy, it's awesome. Um, definitely got to make space. A quarter inch disk drive, like a literal five and a quarter inch disk drive you have in your, in your storage unit. Well, I, I may or may not have grabbed it because I moved out of a house and it was my mom's and I like, I don't know what to do with this, throw it in the storage unit. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just funny, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely going through my storage unit. I actually have a date for that because I'm like, this is a waste of money. And yeah, I can make space for new things through this transition time. So thank you. I, I want to, you know, I'll mute now so somebody else can share, but just wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Dr. Sean. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you appreciated it. I'm glad it resonated with you. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about the baggage that they're keeping and the baggage that the baggage that's holding them back? Go ahead, well, good, good morning, Doctor. this is Debbie. So with Mary Lynn, that kind of brought up something for me. I was going through some stuff and, you know, since high school, I've kind of moved a lot. Um, high school was a very long time ago. And I actually found my old fashioned alarm clock and I plugged it in and my kids were like, what is that thing? And I was like, well, this is how I used to wake up and you wanna hear how the radio sounds on it? And they were hysterical laughing. They couldn't even believe that I still had this thing. And honestly, I couldn't believe I still had it. So, but it did bring back some good memories. But yes, getting rid of those old things, sometimes you just have to get, to get rid of them to move on. And with that, I'm gonna yield my mic. David, go ahead and share. Thank you, Debbie. Sorry about that. Yeah, Debbie, I, I think that the thing, one second, David, sorry. So I think that we're, that, that the things that we hold on to, they represent blocks in our own psyche and that, and that they, and that when we finally liberate ourselves from them, okay, we actually will, will, will move past with those things that hold us back in our mindset. So thanks again, Debbie and David, go ahead. Sorry, I'm a little off there. I dropped and fumbled my phone there. Thank you, man. That's all. It's good. Appreciate you. And this was, this was awesome. It was an awesome presentation. It was an awesome talk. And, and that's why I carry, you know, keep the, uh, the profile, the 10 X on my profile badge, because for me, it's a mindset. It's, it's, I'm always thinking, okay, you know, what can I do to get better? What can I, what can I do to take my, my thinking to the next level, also my expectations, right? I think 10X, if you know, in, in Grant's book, he talks about expectations. Things are gonna be 10 times harder than we expect. And, and, and I think my experience with most salespeople is, you know, they go into something excited about it and then they don't set the right expectations on what, how much effort it's going to take and how much work. So I, I love that part of it. And then, yeah, with, with regards to letting stuff go, a friend of mine always said, he had this joke. He says, you, when you go on vacation, you don't go under the counter and grab the bag of trash and, and, and pack it and bring it with you on vacation. No, you, you leave it or you throw it in the dumpster. And, uh, and I think sometimes, you know, I, I, just, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. So. Dr. Sean, appreciate you. Thanks. And I'm passing the mic back to you. 
Yeah, I I don't usually take trash on vacation either, but I certainly do create a lot of it sometimes. So I can resonate with that statement. So we have a few minutes left before we turn it over to Tamara. Good morning, Tamara. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to add on baggage, on letting go of limiting beliefs, letting go of all the things that are holding us back in this life? Just go ahead and unmic and say your name. Hey, Kim Willis Phillips here. Oh, sorry, uh, you go, go ahead Cameron. first. No, go first. All right, go Tony Mo and then Kim. Thank you, great for rising. Dr. Shapiro, this is, um, Dr. Sean, this is just on point um, for me. So many light bulbs went off. Um, from the, the car. I literally have a car in my garage that is on flat, but I have an emotional attachment to it. <laughs> and I need to uh, get rid of it along with the the shoes. I have so many shoes, but uh, yeah, this hit home. So, and, and even with the clothes, I, I went through my closet already and got rid of the clothes and put them in a bag and put them in the trunk and I still have not dropped him off at the box because there's an emotional attachment. So thank you so much. I'm, go I'm going to make that drop today, especially with the clothes that's in the trunk. I appreciate you. Before, before we go to Kim, I want to actually address that because I think that's funny. I see a lot of people do that. I see a lot of people take the first step but not finish the job. You know what I'm saying? And they consider themselves action takers because they took that first step. And they are, right? By the, by the most pure definition of what action means. They took an action, but they didn't finish the job, right? So dropping that bag off, Tony Mo, that is the actual action, I think. And I'm glad that you recognize that, and I'm glad it resonated with you. Kim, go ahead, please. Every time we keep something that isn't serving us well, we're taking away thought and energy, a moment from something that could. And so I don't want you to think about keeping things as not harming. It actually is because you could have been doing something or thinking of something or giving energy to something that was. So a couple quick tips from my holder honors. Um, you can take a picture of the item and you can create an album of those pictures. So you absolutely still have the memories. A lot of people don't want to let go of it because they feel like that's the connection to the thing. But you actually could have greater access to it in a photo than you could otherwise. When you go to schedule, I mean, when you go to clean that out, the day you go to clean that out, schedule a pickup from a nonprofit that will do a pickup like the Salvation Army or Veterans of America. So that way you have that accountability that they're actually going to show up to your property and pick those items up so that there is no getting out of it then, right? It's already scheduled that they are coming. And the third thing is plan a celebration or a treat or a reward that's on the other side of that emotional letdown because you're going to have a dopamine withdrawal from getting rid of something, you're gonna feel a bit of a loss and a bit of grief, so you need to have something after. And as a digital marketer, why would I know all these things? Because oftentimes when people are going to launch their marketing online for the first time, there's a lot of this quote unquote baggage they have to let go of in order to put themselves out there in the world. So they have to go through this process or they get to, not have to, get to go through this process of the clearing to make room for the new. And so I celebrate all of you who are about to walk into that. Tony, take a picture of the shoes, put them in a bag, schedule today a pickup. You're going to feel so much lighter. Same with the car. They're incredible. Um, there's a program called Cars for Kids. They will pick it up 
and it can be used as a noun for an, uh, um, a deduction and it can help people. So take a picture and get rid of the items. Practical and tactical as usual. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate that. That's a really good way to get people started. And I should have probably thrown some of those tips in there. Go ahead, Patricia. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. One more really quick one. You said about garbage on travel. I also carry two garbage bags with me in my suitcase at all times. So I don't have to wait for the housekeeper to come ahead and clean it. I don't like to have the trash there. It's an easy tip. So you can get rid of it quickly. You put it in the hallway and they pick it up right away. That is a great idea. I appreciate that one too. I was, I was talking more about meta, metaphorical and emotional garbage than, than I was, but I'll go, I'll go with the, the trash bag with me on, maybe I'll bring a whole like contractor bag so I can really feel, put somebody in it next time. Um, so Patricia, were you, were you flashing yeah. because you wanted to say something? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to be a little morbid here, uh, but bear with me. You can't take it with you when you're gone. But whatever's in your heart, in your mind, is forever with you. So once you've experienced something with something, it's it's good. It's all good. So let it go. And it brings to mind the soldiers at war. They have nothing, but their spirit is always with them. And that's what's most important. When you read, when you share, when you spend time with somebody, that's the most valuable thing you could ever have. And it's with you, and nobody could take it away. And that's what I wanted to share. God bless. So that's why it's good to get rid of those chemical stresses or blocks in our lives so that we can have a better memory to remember the things that did serve us and the things that we want in our future, more of those types of memories and things like that. So I appreciate that, uh, that Patricia. I know that you were excited about the segment. You have some kind of, I saw the DMs, there was a lot today um, about Bob Proctor and something you had did you know Bob, Bob Proctor? Is that what you were saying? Would be well, you know, we were contacts. Um, he was quite a busy man. And I really, you know, it's so disappointing when you really believe something and then it can't happen. Uh, I guess I'm going to meet him in heaven. Um, I really, really thought we were going to meet in person. I really, really believed it. Um, so not, you know, not in this walking earth. Um, but yeah, thanks. Yeah. I was really disappointed when I found out the, the hard news. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to be here. So we have a couple, we have two minutes Dr. left. Dr. Sean? Yes. It's Sheila. Good morning, everybody. You know, All right, Sheila, um, let's wrap it up quick, okay? So as a single person, I see this a lot in people's language. If you go out on a date and someone keeps saying, my wife, my wife, my wife, they've been divorced for 20 years, but they're still married to the person because it's my wife, my wife, not my children's mother, not my former wife. And it's like, so I see them carrying a lot of that in their language. There's no space for anyone new yet. That's what I have, thank you. I actually love that. That's a great, great point. Thank you. What Are you a relationship coach or what do you do? <laughs> I'm not, I'm actually um, a manager of realtors. So I, I coach, gotcha. yes but I business coach, real estate coach. So she's a uh, relationship coach. She's a relationship yeah. coach. Yes. She might be, she might be more of a therapist than, than the most, especially in this, in this market, right? Where you, there are 50,000 offers within 10 minutes of the, of it hitting an MLS, right? So I love that share. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.